0: And now, what it really means, with your hosts, Brad Shepard and Paul Harrell. Welcome to the show, everyone. It is Wednesday, November 24th, 2021. Of course, I'm your host, Brad Shepard, joined as always by my co-host, the great Paul Harrell. Paul, how's it going? Brad, it's going good. I'm excited. Uh, We've got this... uh,
1: you know, it's the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. It's the busiest day of the year for travel. So I hope everybody out there, if you're listening to this, I hope you have a happy Thanksgiving, and I hope you have safe travels. And, I mean, I, I gabbed about this uh, last week, but happy Thanksgiving, America. Kyle, Kyle
0: Rittenhouse has been acquitted. It's a great thing, um, although if you were to peruse social media, dive into that toxic bubble, you may not think that. Um, there's a lot of people, Paul, who've been quite triggered over the acquittal of, uh, of Kyle Rittenhouse.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, the triggering is, uh, is just absolutely immense. Uh, as a matter of fact, I mean, if you really want to dive into the mind of the Democrat Party, um, and and really just leftists in general. What I would say is, if you go over here, see, I've got this article pulled up here from conservativebrief.com. A local Democrat has now stepped down after labeling. Uh, now this is this is uh, a little bit ahead of the, the schedule here, but the the terrible uh, Wakisha incident, right? That we now know in light of the Rittenhouse verdict. Um, well, I mean, we don't know for sure that the what a lot of people are calling the BLM Christmas parade massacre uh, it was in fact a response from the Rittenhouse acquittal, Brad. But we uh, we know that leftists are making those connections. Leftists are saying that those people in Wisconsin who were celebrating Christmas at a parade deserved this, that it was karma. So we have a Democrat who has stepped down after labeling Wakisha incident karma for the Rittenhouse verdict. Uh, let's see here. Um, an Illinois Democrat has resigned from her post as social media director for a county-level party after claiming that the horrific and deadly incident in Waukesha, Wisconsin, Saturday evening, I know I'm not pronouncing that right, forgive me, in which someone plowed into a Christmas parade with an SUV, karma for the verdict of the not guilty in the Cal Rittenhouse case the uh, previous day quote "The blood of Kyle Rittenhouse's victims is on the hands of Wisconsin citizens. Even the children wrote Mary Lemansky mm-hmm. is this woman's name. Then she was the social media chief for the Democratic uh, Party in DuPage County, of course. And'm uh, I'm, I'm sad anytime someone dies, she she says, I just believe in karma." And this came around quick on the citizens of Wisconsin. Lemansky added. Uh, someone who believes in reaping what you sow, Wisconsin, put that bad energy out there and it came back real fast. And again, this is the tweet that I think is ridiculous. The blood of Kyle Rittenhouse's victims is on the hands of Wisconsin citizens, even the children. And of course, we heard the tragic news now that an eight-year-old boy just passed away today or on Tuesday as a result of all of this. So, you know, the, the meltdowns, in the, in the wake of what happened with Rittenhouse uh, Brad were quite comical in a way. And then we have this tragedy of the Christmas parade, and you really just see how sick these
0: people are. They are crazy. I mean, they are mentally unwell, and I do genuinely mean that. These are people who they need to seek mental health therapy because their thoughts are not normal, and they need to speak to a professional for help. I mean, I really do believe there's this wave of mental illness on the left, and we're really seeing that permeate right now with with the Kyle Rittenhouse incident, right? I mean, what did the other people in Wisconsin have to do with this? What did uh, an innocent child who wants to celebrate Christmas, what did they have to do with it? You know, a lot of these folks are godless, childless people making these comments and just frankly very disturbed people. Oh yeah, no doubt. I mean, it, it is disturbing.
1: Um, but, you know, going back to the Rittenhouse situation, you know, I don't know if you saw the Tucker Carlson interview uh, with Rittenhouse last night, but it was his largest audience since the evening of January 6th. Uh, 50 plus million people tuned in. And uh, it was just really interesting. Uh, and the the idea, I mean, I guess we found out pretty soon after the acquittal, the not guilty verdicts that Tucker had Uh, basically a camera crew following Kyle Rittenhouse around these last several weeks. So there's Mm -hmm. going to be a more of an extensive documentary and that's, that's going to be good. Um, But, uh, but yeah, I mean, the second amendment was on trial. And when I said happy Thanksgiving earlier America, I mean, that's the way I felt when I heard, I don't know how you felt when you heard the verdict, Brad, but I I felt just absolutely thankful Mm -hmm. for God's justice, his mercy, Uh, it, it just, it just felt, and I felt great for Kyle seeing that reaction. And, um, but he knew, he knows, that's the thing. Kyle, uh, seems to have known that this was really not about him. This was about, uh, putting America on trial. This was about the second amendment self-defense and, uh, uh, you know, putting Trump supporters on trial, quite frankly, is what it turned into.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it was. I think mob justice was on trial here because there was a lot of outside forces, intimidation, threats of rioting if we don't get our way, the mob rule. So that was on trial here. Could they, could the system, could the corporate media, could the mob, could they coerce or intimidate a jury into a decision that was not just? And, and I think that was on trial here. So that's why the victory in one way was so important. And you saw again how folks are triggered, like LeBron James, with a just a massive platform and massive influence on people. You got LeBron James, he's criticizing the entire situation. He's so upset that Kyle was acquitted. And um, uh, unlike LeBron James, Kyle doesn't miss.
1: <laughs> That's
0: That's pretty good.
1: Uh, You know, what's interesting is there, you know, a couple of weeks ago when, or maybe last week when Kyle took the stand, uh, you know, and he broke down in tears, uh, reliving the, you know, traumatic events. He clearly had PTSD. Yes. And um, LeBron James, you know, made fun of him or whatever. So then there were all these photos of LeBron James crying. Like there's actual Mm -hmm. photos. Like you think of a league of their own. There's no crying in baseball. Well, there's also not not any crying in basketball, but LeBron James has cried plenty. And there's photos to back this up. So people were, you know, hammering in for, with that. But after the acquittal, I don't know if you saw the meme, but it was I, I think I uh, uh uh reposted it on Gab. But they took the photo of Kyle Rittenhouse cleaning up the graffiti. And then they took the, a giant photo of LeBron James with the tear, right? And then they had it to where Kyle Rittenhouse, instead of wiping up the graffiti, was wiping the tears of LeBron oh James away. Oh my God, that's great! It, it was meme level one hundred for sure. It was it yeah. was fantastic. Um, but you know, th- this this whole thing um, was also about the media. I mean, let's not forget. I, it's kind it kind of feel like this is in a lot of ways, weirdly enough, retribution for. The stolen elections in twenty twenty and what I mean by that is if you remember, I was really getting ready to celebrate uh, before uh, November twenty twenty not necessarily the reelection of Donald Trump, which I would have celebrated, but I was getting ready to celebrate brad the the end of the media as we know it, and what what, what I mean by that is we were no longer going to even have to fight the media. If Donald Trump was w- would have won and all those polls were wrong again, like they were in 2016, and if he would have won convincingly, like I believe he actually did, then the media would have been over as we know it. We would no longer feel the need to even really combat them as much, in my opinion, mm-hmm. because they would have shown themselves to be irrelevant. And they have now, in November, a year later, they are irrelevant. They ta- now... They can still incite violence with the leftists, and and we're going to talk about that here in a minute. But in in terms of everything they said about Kyle Rittenhouse, when you actually got to the trial and you looked over the evidence, there was no evidence to back up that he was a white supremacist, to back up that he was there looking for trouble, to back up that he was a first-degree murderer. Um, And so, you know, the, the media really took a a shellacking, not quite
0: like it would have been in 2020, but it's it's kind of a consolation prize. Yeah, the corporate media lied about so much. I mean, whether you go back in time to hands up, don't shoot, uh, you could go through just a plethora of it's not even fake news. It's propaganda. It's intentional. Like if you want to know what the system wants you to believe, just read CNN.com. I mean, that's coming from the federal government, like, you know, it's a great place to to read what the system wants you to hear and see. Um, but, yeah, it was totally corporate media pushing fake narratives like, oh, he came across state lines uh, with a gun, a weapon, a rifle. You know, uh, yeah, not true. Not true. That's right. Not true. Did, uh, the gun was already in Wisconsin. He, you know. He came across state, they pushed the state lines, and this is really all about their gun control agenda, ultimately. That's all this is, is a tool to use for their gun control agenda. Now, people didn't talk about the guy who survived, what was his name? This weird weirdo who he shot in in the arm that survived. Oh, yeah, Gross Cruz, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. so he came much further away across state lines, but conveniently... The corporate media left that part out. It's okay to to riot and threaten and come across state lines to do that. But God forbid you actually come across state lines to protect your community. Uh, You know, and people left out things like, oh, you know, his family, his dad's side of the family lived in Kenosha, right? I mean, they were all there. So when you talk about state lines, he was 20 miles away. He worked there. His family was there, and he was routinely there. Uh, it's not like he was going to some strange place to protect a community. Uh, yeah, it was his community. It, you know,
1: yeah. I mean, it was it was his community. Matter of fact, this Gross Cruz guy lived further away than uh, than he did. You know, where, where his mom's house was. Um, so yeah, I mean, you're exactly right, and and uh, I, I will also say, you know, building on the the media and what i just said you know let's talk about incitement okay because the the media does still have um control and a lot of influence over leftists i mean you can look at twitter right now i mean they there are people out there brad that believe that kyle rittenhouse killed three black men that's that's what they think there's corporate media reporting that still as of last week yeah, the and the Babylon Bee has an excellent article out saying that Kyle Rittenhouse would have been found guilty had the three men been white.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh oh the it's yeah. it's so
1: funny because you know they they were white, all three of them. Okay, so but but here here's here's the deal. So this is from I've got this uh, headline here, LibertyUnyielding dot com. Headline: Journalists and leading Democrats falsely claim Jacob Blake is dead okay so for those of you that don't remember who's jacob blake jacob blake is the guy who reached for a knife and was going for his uh you know his his ex-girlfriend's car to drive away in front of the cops with a child in the car by the way with the child in the car um so if you can think back to 2020 when that happened the police shot him they did not kill him but they did shoot him and that is what sparked the riots in Kenosha, yada, yada, yada. Kyle Rittenhouse is found not guilty on what, four five counts? Okay, so this headline, journalists and leading Democrats falsely claim Jacob Blake is dead in discussing the Rittenhouse verdict. In response to the jury verdict, finding Kyle Rittenhouse not guilty of murder, journalists and leading Democrats peddled the false claim that Jacob Blake is dead and was unarmed. Jacob Blake, though, is alive and had a an knife. He was shot by a policeman because he mm. had a knife. He refused to drop it, and a woman he would sexually assaulted. So I, excuse me, I called, uh, I called uh, her, his girlfriend earlier. A woman he had sexually assaulted had called the police asking for help. But the shooting didn't kill him. Journalists and Democrats also peddled the false claim that Rittenhouse. So in the, so they were so caught up in the lie that in the aftermath of the Rittenhouse not guilty verdict, they had to say, of course, these men were shot in response to the protests not riots, the protests because of the, the the police killing of jacob blake now that is not true and i you know regardless of what you think about limits on the first amendment jurisprudence says you can't run into a movie theater and and cry you know and yell fire when there is no fire a crowded room and yell fire mm-hmm. okay So that's that you can't do that. So at what point do we need to start charging indicting journalists here? And I mean this, I'm very serious about this because they they literally want their their lies are making people less safe. Hence what happened in Wisconsin at this Christmas parade. We now know that Daryl Brooks, who is the man, the suspect who is suspected of doing this in cold blood, uh, belonged, uh, Brad, to a black supremacist sect. It's being reported, mm-hmm. uh, a, a black supremacist sect of Islam called the Five Percent Nation. He committed, according to this headline, uh, vehicular jihad. Is uh, and of course this is Laura Loomer's site, but she's reporting this on um, on this on this sect. And re- you know, regardless of uh, of whether or not this is confirmed true, Going. this is one report, it's not a big stretch. You and I both know it's not a big stretch. The mainstream media, they report this so slantedly for so long, and then when the not guilty verdict comes out, they refuse to give, they, they, they make up more lies about it, and they incite somebody to go do something like this. At what point are they responsible?
0: That's a great question, and journalist Andy Noe broke the news that he was in um, admitted black supremacist. I mean it's on his social media. He's also a BLM supporter. Uh, you know, and this was another example of the corporate media pushing a false narrative. They initially reported that no he wasn't intentionally trying to mow people down and he was actually fleeing from a uh, some sort of a scene where people were attacking him and he wasn't actually aiming for anyone. This was not a domestic terrorist incident. So they continue to try to cover this up, including not reporting the race of the offender. Uh, Big surprise there. Everybody had to point out Kyle Rittenhouse, who legally used self-defense to defend himself against deadly threats. You know, white supremacist, uh, you know, worried about what this is going to do. Does this give white men a license to kill? I heard it all. But no mention of the race. Of this person who is an admitted black supremacist. I think that's very relevant. So, yeah, so they framed these narratives. Uh, You know, we talked about they did it with Kyle Rittenhouse. They did it with Jacob Blake as well. You may remember they initially reported he was just there trying to break up a fight. He was a good Samaritan trying to break up a fight, and that's why he was there. And the police attacked and tased the wrong man. They shot the wrong man. He was just trying to help a woman. Yeah, the woman that he had previously sexually assaulted and wasn't supposed to be there uh, and grabbed the knife and was going to stab cops. Yeah, I mean, that that's just a little bit of disinformation there. Um, and again, it's propaganda. It's intentional. But you have all of these examples, Paul, and, and you wonder at what point are there consequences for this happening. And you have to say it is three letter agencies in our government who are part of this, who are forcing them to push this propaganda. It doesn't make any other uh, logical sense to me. This is what it's got to be. So I don't think there'll be any consequences for that reason. But yeah, absolutely. There should be consequences. Something like that happens. You should lose your job. Uh, And and certainly, you know, these people should be held accountable. There should be some sort of liability. Definitely civil and potentially criminal uh, because they are inciting death.
1: Yeah, I mean, and you mentioned the three letter agencies and even Kyle Rittenhouse in the interview with Tucker Carlson mentioned that as well. You know, when he was asked, do you think the government's going to protect you from the threats, the people that want to kill you? And he says, I don't know. You know, after all, it is the FBI. And mm-hmm. I, I thought to myself, man, this kid, man, like he is just uh, he he's on it. But he also has some scores to settle if you think about it. Because the FBI withheld the drone footage. Yeah. I mean, they, they withheld video Absolutely. evidence that they had because they don't want, they did it, because it, this was a political communist show trial where mm-hmm. we still had jury. J- thankfully, because of that judge, the jury was protected from, from you know, intimidation. I mean, you know that they uh, were intimidated and stood up for it. I don't want to take anything away from the jury. But... Um, I mean, it, it was a it was a communist show trial by the prosecution, and, and we do have, at least in this case, a fair judge who I know Kyle Rittenhouse is very thankful for. But you, you bring up the three letter agencies. That's something that has to be talked about. Um, you know, how do we go, go forward in this country when we are losing all confidence? Uh, you know, the leftists have been catered to. They, they continue to be catered to by the authorities, by the three letter agencies. They are not held accountable. They're not held to the same standard, and at some point, uh, it's it's almost as if they're trying to to get a reaction. Sometimes I wonder if they're wanting us. They're wanting some, not us, not me, mm-hmm. but some to take the bait, if you will. And I mean, the answer's got to be no. We 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 can't do that. We've got, but but at the same time, I'm worried about it. I'm worried about something like that happening. And. You know, this is a perfect segue, actually, into this headline. The Biden administration, Brad, will now require essential non-resident travelers crossing the U.S. land borders, such as truck drivers, to be fully vaccinated against COVID-19, according to The Washington Post. Now, if this is true, this is another one of those things where it's like they're trying. It's almost like we're being baited into these Australian style conflicts. We've already seen what the truck drivers have done staging uh you know uh you know blockades and stuff trying to protest but in this situation you're going to have companies who are going to now force their truck drivers to get vaccinated the truck drivers 80% of them i would imagine are not going to do it uh even if it was 20% i was listening to another program even if it were only 20% that would walk off the job that would be devastating so yep. we're essentially going to take what is going on in the pacific ocean right now and we're going to bring it to American interstate highways. And I don't, I, I mean, you know, people are not going to take this. Like we're all about to sit down to a Thanksgiving dinner. And I am legitimately thinking as I look at my freezer and I've got, you know, the meat that I need. But I, it dawned on me today when I saw this news, I was like, wow, this may be the last big feast. Who knows if there's going to mm-hmm. be, uh, a, a, you know, next Thanksgiving if Biden is still in there and these policies are still in there. We may not be able to get goods to market as easily, and it may cost an arm and a leg to, to, to put a Thanksgiving meal on your table.
0: That's such a great point. Uh, we're seeing it with inflation, and now we're talking about supply shortages. Um, as you said, these truck drivers aren't all going to go along. There will, at a minimal, be a, a small percentage that don't go along and, and that will lose, right? Even if you fire just you know, I think having to hire these people, get them trained up, or whatever—I mean, that that impact is still going to be significant. Just losing a little bit is significant. So, it's you know, it, it, you could even look. Hey, is this sabotage intentional? Like, you know, you know they're not going to do this, but you're going to you know set this order anyway, right? You got to have the jab and. And it all just doesn't make any sense. Again, what is the point of this? There's got to be a larger agenda because at this point you can't say it's just simply about safety. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's a really interesting thing. I think we're in for additional supply shortages uh, come January of the year. I think it's, it's really gonna be a troubling thing. I, it's, it's something to definitely think about and prepare for. I know, uh, I'll, I'll tell you, Paul, at work, I got an email. This was last week from uh, an executive in the company high up. We'll say, and he let us know you have until next week to send your COVID vaccination status to human resources. And as wow, yeah, um, and as a federal contractor, um, we're under those rules. And again, it doesn't matter if you are remote. If you work from home, if you don't ever see clients, you still have to get the jab. Uh, and it's not just the jab, by the way. It's the booster shots, too, or you're not fully vexed. So this is coming in January. My company is beginning to prepare for that and, and already um, and <laughs> wanting to find out what our status is. I just think it's so inappropriate. It's medical information that's protected, and none of their business.
1: It's right,
0: uh, and and uh, you know, and of course, I will not comply. Like I'm, I will go for an exemption, and ultimately, I'm willing to do whatever it takes, including be fired, to um, not get the jab. Whatever happens, happens. I'm not getting the jab. Yeah. Uh, and and they can, well, you get the
1: idea. No, I respect that. I mean, 100 percent. And, uh, you know, I've got a family member who thankfully the religious exemption was accepted. Um, and I, I think a lot of companies are doing that. I think there's a lot of people higher up that think this is crazy. But then again, you never know. It it all depends on who's, you know, who's running the show. You know, mm-hmm. what what are their politics? What are their sympathies? Because you just never know. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm so sorry. I didn't
0: know that Brad and, um, that's awful. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, and what do we know? This is really impacting working class folks, right? The rich people, this really isn't impacting them, right? I mean, they're, they're the ones who are running companies and making these laws or they're the ones who can say, you know what, uh, screw you. I'm just going to quit because I don't live paycheck to paycheck. I don't need this money, et cetera, whatever the case may be. So this really does come down to impacting the working class folks uh, and, you know, the backbone of America. And it just it makes me sick because, again, you cannot tell me that me never meeting with clients in person, sitting in my house working, that there's some safety reason that I need to get the jab. No, you can't. It's because it's about it's about compliance.
1: It's it's not about antibodies. I mean, even if you'd had the virus, they still wouldn't care. It's not about, it's not about the science, if you will, the basic science that we know about immunity. Um, now that assumes that the vaccines, <laughs> even 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 give you the immunity, um, <clears throat> which is a faulty assumption. But the the issue here is it's about compliance they just want you to know that you know they want you they want to know that you're on the same team and the government Mm -hmm. wants to know that that you comply that there's not any individualistic thought left and that's where we are now i mean we are we are in this totalitarian mindset and you look at those at the left you look at those like we talked about that girl uh who was justifying the killing of kids because rittenhouse was acquittal was acquitted There is really no um, limit, it seems. The ends will, to get to the ends, they'll justify anything right now. Now, you mentioned the working class, Brad, and uh, we do have this, speaking of working class, I don't think there's anything that working class families pay attention to more, maybe food, but second would be gas prices. Uh, This is Joe Biden's energy secretary, Jennifer Granholm. Uh, She's caught being asked a question, and uh, she does not know. This is the energy secretary. She does not know how many barrels of oil the United States of America uses in a single day. Now, you would think, like an average family knows how much food costs, and they're aware of rising gas prices. She doesn't even know how much. She doesn't care at all. So, she was essentially asked about this Strategic Reserve, Biden, or whoever's handling the puppet strings, thinks it's a good idea for them to release 50 million barrels of oil from the Strategic Oil Reserve. And um, <clears throat> that, by, by the way, is not going to last very long. Uh, I think that's like two days worth of oil. Yeah, but they say they, that they're going to what, – what do they say? They're going to release it slowly, I guess.
0: Yeah, like you said, though, it's, it's a few days worth of supply for our country. I mean, it's and again, ultimately, this is a Band-Aid fix. Uh, That reserve is there for like wartime purposes, by the way. It's not meant uh, to be there because inflation, because you want to kill American energy uh, so that we become reliant upon our enemies for oil. You know, so it's it's being used for the wrong purpose so that if we do end up needing it, uh, you know, in a wartime situation, we're not going to have it. So it would be an even bigger disaster. But, uh, you know, again, ultimately you killed energy Im- independence in America. That's the cause of this kind of stuff, right? And, and so when you go with these policies that defy that, and then it's like, well, we're gonna continue the policies, but we'll we'll give you a little bit here. We'll give you just a little bit of, you know, oil here. Uh, so that the price lowers just a little bit for you for now. It's a temporary fix. Uh, inflation is gonna continue. And those policies that he's implementing are going to continue to cause these issues so i mean this is this is just ridiculous i thought that press conference was embarrassing she didn't have the information and frankly she didn't seem to uh care at all yeah i mean what happens if you get ten dollars a gallon
1: of gas for gas in, in in america i mean that the biden administration is totally irrelevant at this point anyway uh i think the elections in virginia certainly prove that and you just look at i mean not that i care but there's a new poll out and donald trump is out up double digits over biden uh in uh, theoretically you know 2024 election wisconsin pennsylvania you know all the states that biden quote won the last time um but I mean, if you get $10 a gallon gasoline in California somewhere, I mean, there, there there's no coming back from that. His approval rating just gets worse and worse and worse. And so if I were them, you mentioned that it's a Band-Aid, Brad. I think you're exactly right. But I bet they're thinking, I bet you know, I bet the flyover country is not going to see any of this relief. If anything, this is going to keep the highest gas prices down. I mean, if I was a leftist and I was trying to Hold on to power for dear life.
0: That's how I would do this. Well, some of the leftists are defending this. Some of them are starting to see or some of them are getting agitated, but I see a lot of leftists defending this, even mocking people who are unwilling to pay the extra dollar in gas as if, you know, they're poor or, uh, you know, uh, it's kind of like this conservative trope, you know, and oh, what's the matter? You can't afford to pay another dollar in gas or whatever. Yeah, it's just really disgusting. Um, you know, and that comes when the country is so divided, you see this kind of a thing. And I don't I don't know if there's any coming back from that either, uh, but you're right. You get to a certain point, Paul, with these policies that are such a disaster, and I can't help but wonder, do we ever come back from them completely? I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I,
1: I mean, that's a great question. Now, Donald Trump, at least in in word, thinks that we can, and he thinks he's going to be the one to do it. Um, you know, he he was on, I believe it was Ingram's show, saying, you know, he's, he's brought us back twice now, uh, and he wants to do it a third time. But, you know, I don't know. I mean, I think that um, you have right now a crisis of trust in the 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 policing arm of the government that they are now totally biased. That's what you have, yeah. and we've got you know um, essentially five years now to to prove it. Really six, if you if you count in the 2016 election and 2015, the illegal spying and wiretapping mm-hmm. of Donald Trump by those agencies, and then it comes all the way really to ahead January 6th, and now we look what's happening with. Moms and dads who are now being targeted by the DOJ because they've gone to school board meetings. It's there. That's the that's what I don't know how we recover from. I don't know how you reinstill the trust. I mean, for a long time, Americans have gotten more and more jaded because of our elected officials not being good guys, not listening to us being liars. But then they're still that always maybe to our detriment because we were, you know, we were presented something that was indecent disguised as decent, but we always thought that these three letter agencies, if you will, are going to be above the politics and are going to apply the law. And that's just, that's just not happening. And I mentioned January 6th, and I know you've probably seen this, Brad, I'd love to get your thoughts, but there's newly released video of the January 6th Capitol, um, whatever you want to call it, the, the uh, oh the the protest, the darkest day in American history. I don't know. Uh, Roseanne Boylan died that day and now we have newly released uh, video. We were told originally that she died of a drug overdose. and uh, then we were told she was trampled to death by pro-trump rioters. And now we have this footage that appears to show, That she was uh, kicked to death. 34-year-old woman, Roseanne Boylan, kicked to death um, by the U.S. Capitol Police, according to this video.
0: Back the blue, back the blue. As they kick you in the head and you die. For trying to preserve democracy and fair and free elections. Back the blue. Uh, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, this is really troubling stuff, Paul. I mean, it really is. Uh, you, you talk about, can we ever have faith in our three letter agencies again? Well, I would include the Capitol police in that as well. Uh, and, and they're another organization. Can you ever trust them again? After what we found out, how they let things happen, they let people in, uh, they beat people up, you know, they shot an unarmed five-foot-two woman. I I mean, you know, there's, there's just a lot to unpack there. Can you ever trust them again? You know, I don't think so. I don't think you can trust anyone who is under the rule of this totalitarian psychotic regime because they're simply carrying out the mission, like it or not.
1: Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, admittedly, I haven't followed the aftermath of the January 6th stuff as close as you have, Brad. Um, I mean, I'd I love to talk about it. Don't, I mean, you know, we've covered the um, lack of charges, the conditions of January 6th detainees, if you want to call them that, um, just the terrible conditions, uh, We the double standard that's there. But w- when I and I've even seen the video of Ashley Babbitt, you know, being shot. and. hmm. And that police officer who's been cleared of any wrongdoing there. Um, but, you know, I see this video and I'm just. It, it's 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 everything. I mean, I i, I guess. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> there's not a shred of things they're telling us that are true. and 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 that's what's so frustrating to me is the the government and then the media parrots it. And it's just there's not a shred of what they report none of it is true well she died of a, a, a an overdose oh she was trampled yeah. to death no the video shows she's being kicked to death and whipped with a baton mm-hmm. you know i mean come on i it, it just it it even surprises me i mean i'm i know i've said before yeah. look if 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 you want to you mentioned cnn earlier go to cnn and i've mm-hmm. said you know then believe the opposite whatever they're telling you believe the opposite wait six months and you'll know it's true and and but it's Even saying that, this this stuff just gets so depressing when they are constantly um, lying to us. They are constantly lying to us because they hate us. I mean, this is no longer ignorance. This is straight up malice. They hate us.
0: Oh, they absolutely do. Uh, It's evident. And I would just say with all the disturbing things that are continuing to come out, Almost a year later, I just imagine that a lot of this stuff is almost a year later coming out. Like we never knew about this at the time. They're able to push a narrative and none of this information was presented out. Now more and more over time is coming out. But my big question is, what else is left that we don't know? They won't release the tapes. What What else are they hiding here that we don't know about, if anything? and and if we can't trust them how can we presume that they aren't hiding anything else uh yeah that's a great that's a great point you know
1: there's always we can always expect another shoe to drop and i mean taking taking point and i know we've mentioned tucker a lot but he's the only one that seems to be risking anything but Mm -hmm. his january sixth documentary okay you have People resigned because of that now. We have Jonah Goldberg and Stephen Hayes, a bunch of rhinos. Nobody cares what they think anymore anyway in the context of the America First. Um, they're now leaving Fox News in protest because Tucker Carlson did, an, a, did some journalism that goes against what they've been telling everybody, and they can't stand yep. it. It's just like the Rittenhouse thing. They can't stand that they told everybody Rittenhouse was a white supremacist, and the evidence shows that he's not. He's not even close to white supremacist. Oh, by the way, Jen Psaki, uh, this is from uh, Breitbart's Pollock. Kyle Rittenhouse can now sue Jen's, Jen Psaki for defamation because okay. she brought up that he, you know, is a white supremacist today when asked about Biden's condemnation of him earlier. Because Biden is now going to get sued. Rittenhouse is going to be a very, very uh, uh, wealthy guy for sure. But you know, not only do you have these rhinos leaving because of the January 6th counter narrative, or I would say the truth of what actually happened, he dared call it a false flag because we have proof now that the FBI was involved in making the things that everybody's reporting that are so outrageous, the FBI was involved in at least some of that. And uh, not only Stephen Hayes and Goldberg are out, but now we have a report that Chris Wallace, no surprise, and Brett Baer of Fox News, they're very mad at Tucker Carlson and Fox News for allowing these things to air. At some point, though, if you have the facts, if you have the great revolver reporting that is not being disputed, if you have Ray Epps, who is a person of interest and was on the FBI website and is suddenly just not there anymore— It's, you know, it's just so funny to me that they just don't like that they've committed the lies. They don't they they're just like leftists who don't want to see the truth, even if it's right there in front of them.
0: Yeah, again, it almost makes you believe there is a federal government three letter agency tie in to these people, because how does it make sense when they're completely defying the obvious evidence that they have access to as good as anyone? It just doesn't add up, you know, and that's where you have to start asking questions. It doesn't make sense Um, when they're promoting the system narrative. There's got to be a reason for that, right? I mean, think about this. There was Nick Sandman and they just totally destroyed him. You know, CNN, right? Uh, You know, they made him to be like the villain. It was all a lie. It was all intentional propaganda and disinformation. And he became a very rich young man because of that.
1: $250
0: million rich. Cha-ching. And and what do we have now? We have Kyle Rittenhouse. And they've done the same thing. So, again, um, that leads me to believe, like, they— they're willing to continue doing this. They haven't learned any lessons. They don't have integrity because they're promoting an intentional agenda. And if that means they have to pay out a quarter of a billion dollars to do that for whatever their end game is, that's what they're going to do. Yeah, and and now we have these
1: reports. To, to your point, I mean, they have the agenda they care about. And at what point, if you're getting these big multi-million dollar contributions under the table from people like bill gates and george soros by the way google that that's now out or duck duck go it or whatever the uh bill gates is giving these media companies hundreds of millions of dollars mm-hmm. so at what point is the 250 million dollar settlement from cnn to rittenhouse or to uh, um, sandman just part of doing business that's just it, we're yeah. just going to factor it into the bottom right. line
0: and 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 we're going to keep on going with the communist propaganda that's exactly what I think it is. Uh and the system takes care of each other. Uh Jeff Bezos, largest donor to the Obama Foundation, just donated what, a hundred million dollars. They're they're taking care of each other. Uh they're in the club and you ain't in it. Yeah,
1: you're you're exactly right. Uh there is a club for sure. Uh, 100 one hundred one hundred percent. Um yeah. Let's see here. Uh, I wonder if there's anything else. You got You got anything else over there, Brad, that's on your mind? Um,
0: I want to talk about the jab for sure. Uh, I know we kind of touched on it, but now they're preparing for the jab to be in newborns, uh, six months old. Uh, I mean, this is totally sick stuff. You got Fauci who's doing his work for the system, he's up there and saying, as long as you're fully vaccinated, yeah, you could have Thanksgiving if you want. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's total lunacy. Uh, you know, I, there are certain places you go that, you know, they require masks and I do not wear them unless I have no choice. To give you, for example, my dentist office. You know, it's like, you go in there and in the lobby you're required to wear a mask and this is a place that i've overall had very good experience with uh as far as like the work they do high quality but during the pandemic uh, they shifted to this mask illogical craziness so now even now if you go into their lobby you're required to wear a mask it, it, it's just total insanity. So I don't wear a mask, and so I I walk into the building without a mask on. Ah, uh, that kind of sets some people into a panic. <laughs> I mean, this is this is like I mean, this is serious. I mean, this is like you know, it's like it's just so weird. Ah, uh, it's dystopian. It's just it's so crazy. So, but I walk in and it's like you know, uh, you know, you, you've got to be wearing a mask, sir. Uh, here you go, and they're you know fumbling th- for the mask because they're in you know <laughs> go, <laughs> uh, it's you know a serious situation here, a big safety risk if you're not wearing uh, the face diaper, so you know it's it's so funny, so you get in the lobby and you're you've got the mask on because if you don't, they won't work on you, right? and and so that's the trade-off. There are you know if if it's optional or a place I don't need to go in, yeah, you know, then I say screw them like I, I'm not gonna do it. But there's a couple of places like school my children you know their school parent teacher conferences you're not allowed in the building until you wear a mask so that's not optional if you want to have a parent teacher conference wow the the dentist same thing so it's like i'm in this uh big lobby and, and they've got coffee for everybody to drink in the lobby They've got uh food, a uh, snack, if you want to go up and, and get a snack that anybody can touch. Uh, but make sure you wear your face diaper, and then we're going to call you to the back. A dental assistant and a dentist are going to get six inches from your mouth without a mask. Work on it. And there's going to be people in that same seat being worked on before and after you. That won't spread COVID. COVID's been told not not to spread at that particular point but if you happen to be in the lobby it could be a serious situation man yeah i mean it's maddening uh
1: the the, it's just nuts i mean these people are supposed to be doctors they're supposed to be smart and yet they're willing to do the pageantry they're willing to do the show in order to stay open uh and in a lot of cases this is now a status symbol you know we, you know, we're virtue signaling. We've turned it into a virtue and everything else. Look, I, I mean, where I live, it, it's pretty much over. I, I don't really. Um, of course, I haven't been to the dentist in six or eight months, so um, I missed my last appointment. Actually, it was a couple of weeks ago. Uh, so maybe they still. Though I guess six months ago they still kind of had a mass thing that nobody was really enforcing or whatever. It's like, but um, but yeah, Thanksgiving though is here and. I mean, I've got a bunch of people that I'm having Thanksgiving with, uh, a lot of family, and I'm excited about it. And we did the same thing last year and everybody was fine. We're going to do the same thing this year and everybody's going to be fine. And uh, But yet, this is what's crazy. There are still liberals out there who are limiting um, their gatherings. They are Uh, Not seeing families, even a year later, Mm -hmm. they are depriving themselves of the relationships that they have uh, in an effort to comply with the government. They've bought the Kool-Aid. They think they're saving the planet or they're saving society. And they look down on those of us that are going to have massive parties and celebrate this great country. So, um, yeah, I know it's it's really it's it's sad. I will say this, though, Brad. I do think that we are the majority, though. I think uh, increasingly we, we are the majority. I think there's just a ton of people who uh, realize what's going on, and uh, we just got to keep fighting back. That's what we got to do.
0: We do. We have to keep fighting back. And, and every time I see someone in a car by themselves wearing a mask, which I saw the other day, it reminds me that I have to continue to fight back because these people aren't strong enough to do so. Maybe no, they're not they're smart not. enough to do so, but they're certainly not strong enough. Yeah. And so someone else has to set that example to be a leader, and and that's what I try to do. You know, I, I don't. I, I don't. It doesn't matter how many funny looks I get. I'm not wearing a face diaper in a typical situation where I have a choice. Uh, mm. And and I still see it. It's still mixed. I think you've got a good point in that it's, the tide has turned into more and more people are waking up. They're either saying, you know what, screw this. We're we're just done with this, we're tired of it. Or they think there's a larger agenda. Whatever the reason is, more and more people are waking up to it. And I think, you know, the people who were just obeying the orders like sheep following the system, just because even though the science is in opposition to it, I think that's getting more and uh, and more narrow.
1: Mm. Yeah, you're right. Um, and I, I would say this also, in light of the late, great uh, Rush Limbaugh, if any of you guys out there are familiar with his program, which I know you were, Brad, Yeah. and it is Thanksgiving, he would always take a dive deep into the diary of Governor William Bradford uh dur- right before the uh you know the pilgrims survived the winter they almost they almost starved to death because they were trying communism at first uh now it was more like uh, religious communism you know but it but it but it was uh it was more like a commune if you will but it just didn't work that well right. and uh if you between now and thanksgiving if you want to maybe maybe you should just YouTube brush limbaugh Thanksgiving you know, victory of, you know, uh, uh, capitalism over communism, because it certainly is fantastic. And, uh, you know, considering he's no longer here, uh, I, that's the one thing I'm going to miss. He, cause he would do it every Wednesday, the Wednesday yeah. before every Thanksgiving, he would read governor William Bradford's journal and go through all of this.
0: So. We do miss rush for sure. Uh, I think that's a good point. I mean, a lot of leftists won't celebrate Thanksgiving. And and part of that is COVID right. And, Part of that is, frankly, uh, their belief in America being founded upon stolen land and, you know, all of these other wow, 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 as if, like, the world history isn't just all of that all over the world, right? Uh, you know, so we can't celebrate Thanksgiving because it was about death and stolen land and all these, you know, sort of crazy things. Um, what we have today, what Thanksgiving is today is really just loved ones getting together. Spending time together, uh, breaking bread together, and just enjoying that quality family time—like how could you be opposed to that? But <laughs> that's just how insane these people are. <laughs> I know, man. I know.
1: Are you having a good time? Oh, that makes. Are Are you a Republican? Are you having a good time? That makes me <laughs> angry. It's like they really they, they, they the idea that we have certain presuppositions that we live our life by and interpret the world with that are different than theirs keeps them up at night. Like the idea that people can, you know, well, you know, if we kept talking, we would eventually disagree and we probably would get in a fight about it. So how in the world can we not, you know, they, they want everybody to just agree before you can have a good time. You have to, they have to believe that you are the same person as them. I mean, what kind of childishness
0: is this? You're right. It's that groupthink. group thing. You've got to go along with the program. Uh, They don't want any independent thought. I mean, that's just, these are the people who, you know, maybe they were once rage against the machine and now they are the machine, but they don't realize it. It's just, it's really incredible uh, as a metaphor when you look at it, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're
1: right. They used to be, uh, literally, I mean, like 20 years ago, 10 years ago, they, they, if the FBI said something, they were skeptical of it. Yeah. Now they're like, oh, oh yeah. the FBI. <laughs> 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 Arbiters of truth. Uh,
0: yeah, it's incredible. Well, it's been a good conversation. hope everyone has enjoyed it. But that is all the time we have. Paul, where can we reach you on social media?
1: Uh, you can find me on Gab at Paul Harrell 1776. And, uh, always, uh, I mean, I'm not posting there's, I mean, I, I don't post there as often as i
0: like, but I am posting there more than I yeah. have been. Yeah, for sure. Uh, free speech platform like Gab, very important going forward. And of course you can find me on Gab as well at Brad Shepard. And, uh, that's all for now. Uh, we appreciate your support and we will see you next week.